This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Julia Caulfield. And I'm Gavin McGough. In today's headlines, candidates announced for county commissioner. Town streets feel construction squeeze. Telluride updates affordable housing guidelines. And a mountain weather forecast. Five local residents are officially vying for a seat on the San Miguel Board of County Commissioners. The seat is open following Hillary Cooper's resignation from the role to take a job in Governor Jared Polis's administration. Anne Brown, Kevin Jones, Doug Sanders, Robert Weatherford, and Delaney Young have all thrown their name into the ring. Two other residents applied for the position, but the San Miguel County clerk found their residency in the district, based on voter registration, did not qualify. The vacancy committee will hold a candidate forum for the position on Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 7 p.m. and vote to appoint the new county commissioner on Wednesday, May 17th at 6 p.m. Members of the public will not be able to attend the meetings in person, but are invited to listen via Zoom. The appointed commissioner will serve on the San Miguel Board of County Commissioners until January 2025. There will be an election for the seat in November 2024. It might not be summer quite yet, but it's sure beginning to sound like it. If you consider summer to be construction season, that is, which was the topic of conversation at Telluride Town Council this week. Here's town planner Ron Quarles. We have currently 149 active building permits. Uh, That compares with about 119 uh, at this time last year. So a little bit of an increase. Those nearly 150 residential building projects do come with impacts, especially in the close quarters and tight streets of Telluride's residential zones. Coral singles out an area at the intersection of Willow Street and East Gregory Avenue, a few blocks north of the post office, as an example. This area is going to be uh, an interesting area this year. There are currently eight planned or active construction projects on the intersection, Quarles continues. So we're going to have a concentration of uh, construction projects at Willow and Gregory. And that area is pretty challenging without any construction. I mean, the topography and the narrow streets. So hopefully we can work with the uh, contractors. on parking issues and and other issues that might impact the neighborhood. Mayor Delaney Young says impacts can go beyond matters of noise and dust and become issues of immediate safety. There is definite concern with just access for even an emergency vehicle. If something was to occur when there are four to seven construction vehicles just parked all up and down Gregory, if something happens, You can't even find sometimes the person whose car it is to move it or truck. I don't know how we get around that, but that street is just, it's deadlocked. While that intersection is especially impacted, other areas across town will feel the effects of summer work as well. Mayor Young adds it could be helpful to be more specific about the scale of construction projects in the future. When the remodel and addition is larger than some of the new construction that's occurring, I I wish there was a different category because the impacts sound like they're not that bad when you say, oh, look, it's all remodels and additions. 
But when those additions are over 4,000 square feet in some cases, that's so impactful. And I don't know if anybody else feels like we need a new category or something, but just so people are aware. With empty lots in Telluride quickly disappearing, Council is expecting more major remodels and fewer new constructions. There are plans in place to study the impact of renovations on housing affordability in Telluride. And Councilmember Dan Enright says it's time to fast track that study. And I think that the, the data you're showing us demonstrates all the more need for that because so we approaching maximum build out as far as developable property for new development. Um, and I, I don't see that that trend changing anytime soon. So I do want to continue to see that as expeditiously as possible. One of the largest projects currently underway is the town's own. That's the affordable housing at the Voodoo Lounge, where construction will continue through the summer and fall. After over a year of work, Telluride has updated its affordable housing guidelines. I cannot thank staff enough. This is a Herculean lift. It's been a lot and a long time, so just innumerable thank yous. That's Mayor Delaney Young speaking at a town council meeting on Tuesday, where the guidelines were approved. The new guidelines apply to Town of Telluride deed-restricted properties. Those are housing mitigation units, town-constructed units like Silver Jack and Longwill, and employee dwelling units. The guidelines do not apply to town rental units. Those are Shandoka, Sunnyside, Virginia Placer, and the Boarding House. According to Ali Slayton, assistant town attorney for the town of Telluride, the changes to the guidelines circle around four main principles of the affordable housing program to provide affordable employee housing, to promote economic diversity within the Telluride community, to ensure ongoing affordability of housing units, and to provide clear, fair, and consistent administration of housing programs. So every change that has been proposed by the subcommittee, this is what's in mind. Um, so we're going back to one of these four goals with every change that has been proposed so far. Slayton notes, while there are a lot of changes, not all of them are major. A lot of the changes were just clerical. It was meant to simplify language, not necessarily change policy. Still, there are a number that will impact individuals and their housing. Slayton breaks the changes down into a number of categories. Changes that will impact all affordable housing units, changes for current owners, changes for future owners, and changes for renters. Following a work session last month, Town Council did request a change to the proposed guidelines. The new guidelines require a household size to be at least equal to the number of bedrooms in the home. Members of the community urged Council to make that rule go into effect for deed restriction sales and construction going forward. Council agreed. The one big change, um, the continuing household size standard, will only be effective on deed restrictions executed after the date of these new guidelines. So if you already live in a deed restricted unit and you have a household size that is less than the number of bedrooms in that unit, you get to keep that household size. While town council was in full support of the guidelines, council member Dan Enright urges council members and staff to stay active in how the guidelines play out in the community. Encourage us all to continue to examine the success of this document and our policy going down the road and making sure we're meeting the intent of these documents. Because I think it can be really easy to have good intentions and then not necessarily live up to that. And 
So I don't, I don't want us to be afraid to make changes should we get information that the policies we've enacted aren't working as intended. Town Council unanimously approved the guidelines. They will go into effect, effective immediately. The play's The Thing. True for Shakespeare and true for Telluride Theater. This week, the theater is bringing back its play reading series at the Telluride Arts HQ Gallery. We were looking for a way to get more content out there into the community because in my experience, there's an almost unending need and want in this town for live performance and for art. Um, And the limiting factor is kind of capacity. So like by doing a reading instead of having to put on a full-on production, you can do smaller shows. That's James Van Hooser, a Telluride Theater Ensemble member and leading the way with the latest iteration. We are doing a show called Meteor Shower. It is by Steve Martin, the uh, comedian. And uh, it's a really funny show. I saw it, it, I think he published it in 2016. I saw production in Denver in 2021. And it's just a fun little show that I don't think enough people have gotten to see. From the northern sky, tonight 50 to 60 meteors are expected per hour. It has been suggested that life on this planet could have been generated by meteors striking the Earth. It's a... Forehander, there's two couples in the show, uh, which lends itself nicely to doing a, a small little staged reading. And it's set at a dinner party on the night of a meteor shower, and then shenanigans ensue. What? About him. What? Went berserk. Really? Where'd you hear this? I was told he just cracked up about four months ago. Strange. They said it had something to do with produce. Produce? Yeah, like corn or lettuce? I heard there was a woman involved, too. Well, he's getting older. Midlife crisis. He probably felt ignored. Oh, poor guy. Try being a woman. One day you notice men aren't looking anymore. I don't believe that. I see men looking at you. Oh, that's sweet. The reading will feature Van Hooser, Megan Knowles, Dylan Brooks, and Suzanne Chevens. For those who haven't been to a play reading in the past, don't expect the spectacle of a fully produced show. But that doesn't mean lower your expectations either. You're going to see a show. It's just really stripped down. Um, There's no sets, very few props, uh, and the actors are reading from their scripts, hence the clever name of a reading. Uh, We'll be standing up there, um, the four of us, with music stands, and we'll come in and out uh, depending on if we're in a scene or not. But... Yeah, it's just what it sounds like. We're going to read a play, and it's going to be really fun. If you're on the fence... The bar's going to be open, uh, and this is going to be fun, so uh, stop by. The Place the Thing play reading of Meteor Shower will take place on Thursday, May 11th at 7 p.m. at the Telluride Arts Gallery East. Warmer spring weather has many recreators itching to get outside. But officials at the Grand Mesa, Uncompagre, and Gunnison National Forests are urging caution and care. Forest officials warn that while snow has thawed in some areas of the G-Mug, some campgrounds will have delayed openings and many roads are still not accessible due to ice, mud, and snow. The G-Mug adds travel on wet, muddy, or snowy roads can cause serious damage and safety concerns, especially if a visitor is unprepared. GMUG officials ask everyone to respect gate and area closures and find alternative places to recreate until the roads and trails dry out. 
The Colorado legislative session ended on Monday night. A strong Democratic majority was able to pass some of their major priorities, despite Republican resistance. However, as KOTO's Lucas Brady Woods reports, Democrats didn't get to everything they wanted to. Land use legislation backed by Governor Jared Polis failed to pass just hours before the session ended. The Senate's more moderate lawmakers were unwilling to approve changes made in the House. Although it's a major defeat for Polis's flagship housing policy, the governor says that doesn't mean the work is over. We need to make sure that uh, we are able to rise to the occasion to change the status quo, which simply isn't working uh, for too many Coloradans. A controversial last-minute bill that would provide property tax relief for Coloradans next year was passed by both chambers. Voters will still have to approve the measure on the ballot in November. Democrats were also able to pass other significant policy priorities. That includes historic new gun regulations and protections for people seeking abortions and gender-affirming care. Republicans, on the other hand, struggled to assert influence with such a small minority. Senate Republican Minority Leader Paul Lundeen criticized Democrats for introducing bills so late. That's not the way it should be done. The policy conversation should be held over the course of the session not rammed through in the last few days. That includes the 11th hour property tax relief measure. GOP leadership says there wasn't enough time to properly review it. Republicans in the House walked out of the chamber to protest the bill late Monday. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the state capitol. Last Friday, victims advocates held a walk in downtown Phoenix to raise awareness about predatory sober living homes targeting indigenous communities like the Navajo Nation and the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe in Colorado. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KSJD's Chris Clements reports. Advocate Reva Stewart, whose cousin was taken by a group home recruiter from New Mexico to Phoenix, Arizona, says that recruiters often look for unhoused people in tribal communities or those struggling with substance abuse. They promise assistance at sober living centers and yet offer alcohol during transport. But Stewart says that a rule change made last week to Arizona's Medicaid program closed a loophole that the group homes were exploiting. The facilities received kickbacks for taking those enrolled in the program's American Indian Health Plan to intensive outpatient centers for classes, she says. But with these bad actors, it's going to shut them down because they were getting paid under the table through these um, intensive outpatient programs. So they're not going to get paid anymore. But our thing is now is we're going to have a lot of unsheltered relatives. Stewart predicts that since the loophole was closed, thousands of unsheltered indigenous people in the Phoenix area will be kicked out of group homes that can no longer profit off them. For KSJD, I'm Chris Clements. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for a 70% chance of rain and snow showers tonight, with mostly cloudy skies and a low around freezing. One to two inches of snow accumulation is possible. Thursday, expect rain and snow showers with a high near 50 degrees during the day and a low around 30 degrees at night. Friday should be mostly sunny with a high near 50 degrees. There's a 30% chance of rain showers. Friday night should be mostly cloudy with a low around 35 degrees. This has been the news for Wednesday, May 10th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, personal commentaries. Hey, Kodo listeners. Happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Communities That Care, in conjunction with Tri-County Health Network, is hosting a free screening of the short film Skyline on Thursday, May 11th at the Palm Theater. 
Featuring local athlete Johnny Zog and directed by local filmmaker Kale Van Buskirk, Skyline follows Johnny as he attempts to complete the mountain traverse route that had saved his life from suicide, the Sneffels Skyline. Doors of the Palm will open at 6.30 p.m. and the film will be shown at 7 p.m. The film will be followed by a Q&A with Johnny. Adults and youth in middle school and high school are encouraged to attend. Local organizations will be in the lobby providing information about mental health resources and free pizza will be provided. Additionally, we are partnering with the Telluride Humane Society to offer a puppy therapy and adoption event. This will take place on Friday, May 12th from 3.30 p.m. to 5 p.m. at Elks Park. Come get some puppy love and go home with some puppy love. The Telluride Marshals Department will also be offering free distemper parvo vaccination vouchers through a grant from Petco Love. These vouchers will be valid at the Animal Hospital of Telluride. Let's continue to come together to create a happier and healthier community for kids and adults alike. This is Kathy from Bright Future's Strong Start program with a special message to all of our early childhood educators. As you may already know, this week is Teacher Appreciation Week. From all of us at Bright Futures, and on behalf of the nearly 200 children currently attending childcare in San Miguel County, we would like to extend our sincere gratitude to our incredible early childhood educators. I found a poem that sums it up. For all your patients day to day, for every tear you wipe away, for little hands you gently hold in all the stories you have told, for your consoling tender heart, and all the wisdom you impart, for silly songs and quiet times, for peaceful naps and nursery rhymes, for teaching children how to share, for being kind and being fair, for every shoe that you have tied and thoughtful words that instill pride, for all the sweet things that you do to teach our children all year through. We are grateful. Thank you. And I'm not the only one who wants to say thanks. Can you tell everybody your name? Remy. Remy. How old are you, Remy? Two. You're two. Where do you go to school? Rascals. Rascals. And who are your teachers at Rascals? Ms. Brooke and Ms. Heather. Ms. Brooke and Ms. Heather. What do you like to do with Ms. Brooke and Ms. Heather? Eating snack after washing hands. Eating snack after washing hands. Thank you for everything, Ms. Brooke and Ms. Heather. We love you. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank all the amazing teachers at Mountain Munchkins. Our son Georgie has been in there since he was just three months old and now he's three years old. And Mountain Munchkins is played such a huge role in, in the person he is today, and I couldn't be happier with that. <clears throat> and it's also given Carly and I um, a much needed um, time without him as well. Um, so super grateful that we're able to, to work, have that life balance while our, our son's able to learn and, and play with friends and, and develop those key skills for life. So forever grateful for the Mountain Munchkins team, and thank you. This is a message for Rainbow Preschool from Evelyn Montelvo and her family. We just want to thank you all so much for all the love, the support, the fun, the laughter, the comments, and dance class, and uh, drama class, and cooking, and 
nap time and all the things that you did to prepare her for life and school. Uh, we're just so grateful that we were able to be a part of uh, that family, and we still are. Keep up the good work, you guys. Miss Trishy, where to even start? I hope you know how much of an impact you have on everyone you meet. Whether you were someone's boss at their very first teaching job, <clears throat> or someone's Telluride Academy instructor, a child's first teacher at Mountain Sprouts Preschool, or simply a friend who is lucky enough to have crossed paths with you along the way, you, my friend, are unforgettable. You have changed so many lives with your creative approach to learning, and you are without a doubt the teacher that your students will always remember. My favorite memory from our Sprouts days together is when we transformed the classroom into an under the sea dream world. It was absolutely beautiful and I still think about it to this day. You, Miss Trishy, are pure magic. Thanks for being such an incredible and inspiring human teacher and friend. We all love and appreciate you. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you to all of our early childhood educators. We appreciate you every single day. And thank you to Kodo for giving us the opportunity to give a special shout out to all of our teachers. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Kodo. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.